What's going on? It's the Vinny Rock Podcast. I'm here with my boy Banks. Why'd you have to say like real hard, like podcast? Back. You know, I say it different every time. I don't fucking know. I, I actually hate starting. You know what I mean? It's like, let me get into this motherfucker already. We need to get like an intro made for you. We have that intro, the, the, the Vinny Rock, but, uh-huh. but I've been actually trying to change it. I have another buddy. I'm, I'm asking him to work on it, so he's just doing it on his spare time. But you should make one. You want to make one? Let Shit. me know. Make yeah. it. I'll do it up. I forget about that. Tell you... me what you like. Tell me what you want. I can even put the sponsors in it and stuff, so you don't have to remember them every week. Oh, bro, we're gonna have to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's going on? Hey, so, so before we even get into this, we got some stuff we want to talk about. I, I brought my boy Banks in, obviously, because he always holds a, an incredible conversation, and uh, there's some topics I think that he would really understand so we're, we're gonna let this podcast run probably cut into two different ones um and so we'll, we'll begin here but uh core medical group i i dude i talk about this every podcast and slowly i get another guy and then another guy and another guy will come to me and be like all right i finally listened to you dude i went to go get core medical group and my life has changed i'm like yeah dude i'm fucking telling you man <laughs> if you're in military if you're law enforcement if you're just a dude over 20 fucking seven I recommend you go get your blood work done. Getting your blood work done, you'll actually get to see uh, your levels. And for some reason, a lot of us have very, very low testosterone. I don't know if it's in the water, if it's in the cheeseburgers, if it's in society, whatever the fuck it is. But um, almost everyone around us who stops thinking it's taboo will go get their blood work done, and you'll start to identify a lot of these guys are on low T. I mean, or have low T. You've heard the same thing, right? I actually have, uh, have low T. No shit. Yeah, man. So yep, what are you thinking? A couple, couple years ago, I uh, was just doing a thing with the radio station, and they were like, hey, do you want to do this? And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll go get a blood test done. Turns out, low T. Which is, the, that's the thing, man. And you Didn't know, even know. Had no idea. When you have low T, it actually affects a lot more than you understand. Um, emotionally, mentally, physically, it's like it hits every angle of your body. And so when you actually regulate your hormones, you will see the whole different side of you that you'd be happy with, your wife will be happy with, your kids will be happy with. It's just a better version of us. Right. It's not just about getting boners, guys. Yeah, it's not a, yeah, like, yeah. I know a lot of times people associate the testosterone levels with yeah. with your performance, but it's not about erectile dysfunction. No. Your emotional levels, your ability to process yes. things yes. without getting over emotion. You're like they always say men get grumpier as they get older. No. It's because their testosterone levels are dropping. Yes. And your ability to to process those things emotionally. I think people um, have your energy levels big completely time. different. Your metabolism completely changes. Well, it's funny because people think like, man, is there such thing as like a, that that roid rage? I'm like, bro, this isn't roids. This yeah. isn't an anabolic steroid. This is just testosterone. Your body's natural <laughs> testosterone levels. You're not doing TRT or whatever it is. It is uh, TRT. Is what not, we're doing. Not, uh, what, not, what is the anabolics? Yeah, anabolics. Yeah, we're not doing anabolics. That stuff was uh, that could hurt you. <laughs> Either way, you guys go check out Core Medical Group. Hit them up. You guys know where to find them. If you don't, hit me up. I'll send you directly to my man, um, Core Medical Group. Let them know Rocco sent you. Beyond Clothing. Oh, dude, I didn't even bring my jacket. You know, Beyond Clothing. I, they do the yeah. outdoor expeditionary the clothing. Hoodie. No, that's not. That's, oh, that's, that's freedom. That's freedom. That's, no, that's. <laughs> you got to walk I'm messing it up. See, you got me up at the ass crack of dawn. I know. It's your fault. We're here before the sun's up, by the way, yeah, doing we are. this. Yeah, we, on we, a Saturday. 
Because <laughs> we got things to You're do. Lucky, I love you, bro. <laughs> not many people I get up at six o'clock on a Saturday for you. What? Beyond clothing. Beyond clothing. They're the outdoor expeditionary clothing. They do like layered system for like cold weather. Not even that. Just like outdoors, right? You've seen them. We had because we had it in here when we did the um, global warming podcast. Yes. We talked about that. Yeah. We talked about your buddy. We, you had the jacket in the in the system. Here. I've been I've been trying to get them to come out because it's winter. I want to do some cool photos in the winter. Yeah, man. It'd be real cool. But you guys go check out beyondclothing.com. again. Every all my podcast sponsors, you just use the Rocco code and you'll get some kind of a discount if you're interested in even checking it out. Willie Peach Chocolate. I sold out all of my hot sauce. The uh, the the smoked. Um, damn it, I can't even think of the name. That's how early it is, man. I'm so yeah. fucking. But Willie Peach Chocolate, go check him out. It's a veteran who makes chocolate out of his own household. They all have different Scoville units. Some are mild as all hell. Some will burn your fucking tongue off, and then you can all. <laughs> And then you can get a pop smoke hot sauce. That's something that me and him designed off the flavor of it. It's a very smoky, mild, a little bit more than mild hot sauce. I had about 30 bottles here the other day when we did Heroes Tacos. They all fucking sold. So I trust me, guys. You'll love it. Go check it out. Let them know Rocco sent you. GMR Gold, the bullion box. Have you even checked it out again yet? You talked about some, some, some you used to collect some, some coins and shit, right? So, you know, I have like the, the coin that I wear around That's my neck. what it is, yeah. It's the one thing. And I keep looking. I see all this. If you want to learn about it, like I haven't signed up for anything and he doesn't pay me shit. Um, just as a fan, yeah. the things you learn just watching him on Instagram. Oh, he knows so much. It's crazy. Yeah, Charlie's like, cool. Like, you just think, oh, it's just collecting gold and silver. Like, but the difference in the, the ounces, the values, yeah. all the different things that he knows, the collectability of some of the coins that they've got in it, it's unbelievable. That's, that's, that's a great point, actually. You know, you guys don't have to go out there and buy a bullion box, a monthly subscription box. You don't have to even get anything to do with GMR Gold, but you go follow them on Instagram. Charlie is out there giving a lot of information on gold and silver and precious metals, not a lot of really cool collectible coins. If you're just interested in you just think, you know what, let me look more into it, follow that page, go check it out. He'll give you all the information you need. And if you decide to go around and get a bullion box, use the, uh, the Rocco promo code and get a discount on that shit. Brum, brum. Ranger Up is my next sponsorship. You know a little bit about Ranger Up? I tell you, they're one of the like big military t-shirt yeah, they're companies. one of the big brands. That's one of my the veteran brands. Yeah, and they actually started making like a lot of wrestling and, and jiu-jitsu stuff, which have always been in the jiu-jitsu wrestling space. But now they're making these shirts. They're pretty cool. This weekend we went. We had a wrestling tournament with Star. Back in it, back on the mat again, bro. Back on the mat again. We'll talk about that for sure because that's going to be a part of this the whole conversation of 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 coaching your own kids. Um, but Ranger Up, go check them out. They have nice shirts. They have incredible different selections of shirts. They have fucking sunglasses. They have all kinds of stuff. I actually can't find my sunglasses right now because I went and took some photos from them and freaking, I don't know, my, boy, my man uh, Vin, Vince Rockwell has them t- for some photos. But check out Ranger Up. Use the promo code Rocco. Get yourself some percentages off that shit. Last but not least, Aircraft Maintainer. This is a cool one. Aircraft Maintainer because... Um, it's a buddy of mine who started a company, um, and you were able to get certified in these aircraft maintenance positions for free. The military will actually cover it, so that when you get out of the military, 
you'll get paid more. You'll get paid like $5 more than the average person because you'll have these certifications that you don't get in the military, but that you need. It's kind of the crossover certification you need to be to be getting paid at a fair rate in the civilian world. And so there's an FCC GROL, which is the General Radios Operator's License. You can get certified for that. Uh, there's a basic. It's a three a three-day weekend intense course that preps you for, for preps you and certifies you. So these are these are certifications that, like I said, you guys deserve. You can go and get for free. The military will pay for it, and you'll get out of the military and, and be more prepared. And this is the other topic I want to talk about is why should you and when should you and maybe is it okay to get out of the military, right? So we'll talk about that later, but also you can get your uh, AMP, your airframe power plant. You can get your certifications. Go check it out. If you guys know what I'm talking about, it's obviously in your MOS, in your job classification in the military, from Air Force to Army to, to Marines to, to even the Coast Guard. If you guys understand the concept of an aircraft maintainer and looking to get certified, go hit up aircraftmaintainer.com and let them know that Rocco sent you. Part two. Fucking hey, Do you want to go grab food real to quick or something? Shit? No, we're good, dude. We're good. Oh, okay. Roll. Shit. I got my little, I got my fierce melon Gatorade here, bro. There you go. They fierce melon. Melon. I haven't drank Gatorade in a minute. Um, dude, so, so it's just funny, you know, a guy hits me, I get a lot of these messages, a lot of these messages about, about, man, I, I think I want to get out of the military. I'm not sure. Um, and this dude messaged me this morning. I'm trying to find it, but you know, for, for any of you guys that are in there, um, trying to figure out whether it's a good thing to get out or not dude when you message me that i'm always like i don't know what's your situation like because right. i know my situation you know i still wish i did four more years because there's just a little bit more experience i wanted to have in certain things i wanted to try to go a special operations like even bigger i want to try and go delta i wanted to try out for a few things and just test myself but I also wanted to try being successful in the civilian world. It, you know, when I remember on my way to basic training in the bus, I'm already like, all right, this is stupid. Because I'm 23 years old around a bunch of 17-year-old, 18-year-old kids, and I'm like, all I had to do was apply myself. And I told myself this. I was saying the exact words. I wish I just applied myself out there. I could have been successful already. Like, I said those exact words as uh -huh. a 23-year-old kid. Like, I knew the answer to... Becoming successful is just like, dude, just apply your fucking self. And I didn't do it. Either way, so four years later, day one in the military, I'm actually working on plans on when I get out, right? Like, I'm already thinking, all right, the day comes, I get out, here's what I'm going to do. And I remember in Afghanistan, I mean, this is shit. I mean, I've only been in about a month. I'm already in Afghanistan. You know, I mean? after basic training and all that, I've been in for 30 days, and then boom, we're in Afghanistan. I'm on the side of a mountain with my buddy named Scott Charles, and... <clears throat> And, uh, uh, excuse me, Scott Ch Chapman. And, uh, he's like, so what do you want to do when you get out? I was like, oh man, I had all these plans. He goes, man, you got a lot of plans for somebody who just got in. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a pretty common, probably conversation though. Like I never went through that situation. Yeah. I never served, you know, but I think a lot of guys and women at this point now, cause there's more and more women that, yeah. that serve. I think that's a pretty common conversation even early. Yeah. What are you going to do when you get out? Cause I mean- there's not many people that serve for, you know, 20, 25 years yeah. and go through the, the, to get, to reach that full pension status and, yeah. you know, to, to continue with the rank advancement on all the things that it takes to serve that long. It's so unique in the military. You, you almost have to have an exit strategy right away. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's funny. Once you do like eight 
or 10, people are like, all right, fuck it, stay in. And you know what? If you, if you come grow accustomed to that life, it's nice, you know? And it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's easy, but you know, you do have a lot of stuff figured out for you. But there's a bunch, there's, there's perks and benefits. Yeah, man. Well, shit, having housing, having that extra pay. When you get out of the military, you don't have, and you don't realize it. And that's why it gets hard to get out too. So a lot of the things that get hard when getting out is financially, right? Financially is probably the biggest one because you don't make nearly as much as you're worth, right? And so people don't realize that, right? And so if you start living at this, this, if you start living at 60K a year, and but when you get out, you're only making 30K a year because most jobs are only going to start you somewhere around 30, 40K. Who's going to submit that extra 20K? Right. So it's hard already off the bat. But getting out, you know, these guys are talking about like how they've been inspired by me and getting out and it motivates them to get out and try something new. And it's like, for me, it scares. Like, I want to say this. It has not been easy for me, right? Like, it's still not easy. You guys are listening. I have a day job when I'm not in LA. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Because- it all looks good, like on paper, probably like, oh, this guy's an actor. He's got a book. He's got a podcast. Like all this shit. He's got it together, man. Yeah. He's got some things figured out. <laughs> yeah. No, we're still we're still trying to figure out where the structure is and where the stability is for the family unit, right? Like for me, I'm never comfortable until I know all debts are paid. Right. And I'm still catching up on from debts that I've had from 10 years ago. I still can't catch up to, you know what I mean? I've been, I've been really bad financially at catching up on debts. I've just been bad. I'm not good at that. I admit that. That's why I have my wife. I don't even see the money. I let her manage it. Smart. Because, yeah. Because I know what I'm bad at. Cause we'll just go buy tacos. That's and, it. All and four wheelers day. and guns and dumb shit, stupid stuff, dumb shit. And then I'm like, what the fuck did I do that for? <laughs> <laughs> because shooting guns is fun. Yeah. But like, in anything, and like we talk about in sports, in life, there's going to be the hard times. So I say this. If you want to get out, get out. That's on you. I can't fucking tell you what to do. I can't tell you what's the right decision. All I can say is if you're going to get out, have a plan. You know, And that plan is probably going to fail, so have a plan B too. But just have it. Have ideas in your head. Which, what are the areas? When I first got out, I wanted nothing to do with a gun. So I went straight. In, I, did, I went into corrections because I was like, all right, cool. It's not a cop, and, and, and I can figure it out from there. But I was going to fire, fire academy. I was, going to, I was getting my fire science courses. My dad's a firefighter. My brother was doing it. And so that's what my goal was to be a firefighter. My mind was set on it, went to school for about a year and a half, and then all of a sudden I'm fighting a fire inside of a bus, and I'm like, this is not for me. It's 450 degrees, and your balls are melting off. Dude, it just wasn't even any of that. It was, I've just spent four years in a special operations unit doing really freaking hardcore, scary, cool stuff. I was chasing that. I'm looking for that, and I didn't find it in a fire. You know, maybe if it was on fire, and and there was kids in there, and I had to run through it and risk my life, maybe it would have felt that. But in this little bus fire, I was like, well, that's not as exciting as I thought. I'm thinking backdrop, bro. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. The fire was talking to me. Uh-huh. Like That's where my head was at, where I was hoping it would be, but it wasn't. And then the rest of the calls were this 911 calls, right? Just regular transport, you know, mm-hmm. old, old people, whatever. And I completely right away was like, this is not going to cut it for, for what I want now in life, like the new changes in my head. And so I decided to just apply for the border patrol, right? But like, it was a heartbreaker to know that that wasn't what I wanted. It was like, oh man, why did I get out? I should have stayed in then, right? Like, right. So that was a hard part. But like, when, when people mess with me, I get nervous to how to handle it. And it's like, dude, I don't know if you should get out. You have to really assess your own life. You have to assess what you want to do. And 
if you can get out like it's not hard to become a cop. It just takes time and effort. It's not hard to become freaking, you know, go to college. It takes time and effort. It's not hard to do any of these fucking things. You just got to want it because what happens is a guy comes out and says he wants to go to college and then he starts to go out partying. He doesn't finish college. A guy wants to go be a cop, but then he gets arrested for a DUI. He's not going to be a cop anymore. You know, and so it's like, well, it's, it's different too in like when you're in and when you're serving, like you have to be motivated. Yeah. You have to take care of yourself, but there's also somebody standing right there yeah, in the case in the that you're not motivated, yeah. that they're going to put their foot up your ass right. and help you be motivated. Yeah. Whatever your, you know, your, your unit is, whatever your, your MOS is, yeah. doesn't matter. Like there's somebody that's going to help you get motivated. There's somebody that's going to help you get accountable. And I think, and I've seen this struggle with, so Sarah's girlfriend was in the air force for 25 years, Yeah, joined right out of high school, was in for 25 years. And she got to like the 18, 19 year mark and was like, I don't know if I can do this. Whoa. Crazy. She goes, I don't know if I can stay to 25 because yeah. that was always her goal. Yeah. And, uh, and she struggled. And, and it, was like, it was like, look, the motivation that you had for that long, yeah. like you've still got to believe in yourself that way yeah. and finish. And she did. She ended up going all the way through. Damn. You know, but, but to, to have that kind of commitment and that self-discipline to motivate yourself that's a hard and part. not have somebody motivate you is that and that was the adjustment coming out of the military for her was was not like you know you go to you go to your job in the military and you always know what your job is there's always a mission man there's always there's always there's some, always an objective there's, there's always yep. a mission there's always a purpose you know it ain't like that in a real world no sometimes you wake up in the morning and you go what the hell am I going to do today yeah and you and you or you know where you got to be Right, but you don't know the steps to take. You know, there's no standard operating procedure for how to get there. Yeah, and it's different for everybody. So what works for one person isn't going to work for another person. Yeah, that's you got to have that belief in yourself. So let me ask you this: What's your motivation? What was your motivation? How about you know what is it that drives you to create a better life for my kids than I had? Yeah, that no, like at the end of the day, no matter how successful or unsuccessful I was, did I set my kids up? to be more successful than I was. Yeah. You know, my parents, my, my dad came with his family to America in 1954 for a better life, or 64. Yeah. He was born in 54. They came to America in 1964, uh, mixed race immigrant family coming to California yeah. um, to have a better life because they knew in America we could have things we couldn't have in New Zealand or in, in Samoa. Yeah. And my dad went into the army because he saw a pathway to something better right. than just being the son of a mechanic and an immigrant family. And he ended up doing three years as an MP and then was like, all right, this ain't for me, I'm out. Yeah. You know, Late 70s, end of the Vietnam War era, um, was done. Ended up being, wanted to be a cop, went to school, was like, I think he still kicks himself for it. I think he's like two credits short of a degree in political or criminal science. No way. Wanted to be a cop, wanted to carry that on yeah. uh, from military and he used the military as a way to get into Police work, yep. and I think a lot, a lot of guys, of a, lot of, a lot of guys, have that same same pathway, which is great. But he ended up being a plumber, yeah, by trade because mom got pregnant and had a family, and yep. all these all these other things happened. But what dad always had was the drive, yeah, the determination to be better. I mean, he went from just being a plumber for somebody to at one point owning his own company and selling that company and getting bought out of it, Good. you know, and and other things happening. So it wasn't ever just about the the change yeah it, it was it wasn't always just about being it wasn't always just about paying the bills yeah it was always working for something better and for me that was my goal like he made a better life for us than he had 
my kids have lived a much better life at their age than I ever I ever did right, at that age. For sure. And have so much more. So if I can set them up to do the same for their kids, then we've got a whole generation that's been lifted up. That's my motivation. That's kind of the goal for it should be, in my opinion, the goal for everyone. I kind of, I try to explain it to my own kids that as well. It's like all I want my parents want to be better than their parents. They want to be in a better position. I want to be in a better position than my parents, and that's what they want for me. Right. You know, and I want that for my kids and so on and so forth. Eventually, your whole generation, you know, like your whole bloodline, your family line has improved so much. Well, then we're going to start seeing, I mean, it's it would be unheard of for someone in my family to become a doctor. Right. Like we would all be like, whoa, it's the first time ever. You know what I mean? I, I think we have one or two masters in our family from all the way from down all the way up. I don't think we have any doctors right now in our family. And that's like the whole Vargas, the whole Gonzalez, uh-huh. mom side, dad side, like no one. That's just to show you where they started to where they're at now. There is improvement, but it's not like we haven't had this vast improvement, this great jump. Right. But then you look at like our kids oh, I mean, and look at where they're at. Like it's not, can I afford to go to college? It's yeah. not, should I go to college? Like these kids have the opportunity to go and do and be whatever they want. Yes. They're set up already for success so much farther than we ever were. You know, like we were poor. Gro- I didn't know we were poor growing up, yeah. but like we lived out of food banks for well, months at a time. I, like I trip out. We did, like we were poor. I trip out, man. For a lot of my youth, like didn't have, when I came back to America, I came with two suitcases and $400 at 19 years old when yeah. I moved back to America. That was it. Dude, it's crazy because see how, how the kids are living now. And I get nervous. I might over, I'm trying, like, I don't think I spoil my kids, but I think they're spoiled by nature of just being. My kids are spoiled as shit. <laughs> my kids, I, they, I know it, you know. Yeah. I absolutely know it. But, you know, I want to, I'm, I'm that dad. I want to give them everything that, that, that yeah. I never had as a kid. That's the, I you try know? not to. I'm scared about that. But at the but, same time, it's like, I think inadvertently there's, there's no other answer, but like, yeah, you're going to get a chance to go eat at Texas Roadhouse, you know, probably once a month because I like the fucking place. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. right. But my, my place, it, when my parents got paid, we went to Sizzler and that was a big deal for us, dude. Oh, I, <laughs> Sizzler was the fa- I remember, so my wife and I, she jokes about this all the time. She'll listen to this and get a, a, a kick out of it. When we started dating, like the fanciest place I'd ever eaten dinner at was a Red Lobster. Yes, dude. When that we was, started dating. Same. Like that was that was the poshest restaurant I had ever been to. Yep. The first date that she and I went on, she took me out on her sailboat at the yacht club in Florida. What? And I'm like, yo, what kind of life are you living? And she goes, What? This is just where I keep my boat. And I'm like, no, babe, like before tonight, like if I was in a yacht club, it was breaking and entering. Yeah. Like that's like I should not be at a yacht club. I should like yeah. she's like, whatever, let's just go get some ice and let's go sailing. And I'm like, oh, uh, okay, this chick is awesome. That's I'm, gonna, cr- I'm that's, gonna wife this girl. Yeah. That's but her cr- expectation of what was normal and my expectation of what was normal were different. Now yeah. my kids, like, you know, hey dad, let's go on the razor this weekend. Yeah. The fact that we just have a razor. Yeah, yeah. That's just parked in the garage. Yeah. You know, that you know, we're we're planning trips overseas. Yeah. The, the the vacations that these kids have been on. Yeah. You know, that they're so blessed and and I'm blessed and grateful to be able to provide that for That's them. And, and I mean, going back to the point, you know, if you're looking at getting out, what is your plan to provide a life for you and your family yeah. that will improve on your situation now? And if you don't have one yet, stand. Maybe it's not time to get out. Yeah, stand. Even if you don't enjoy it. There's a time to do what you want to do yeah. and a time to do what you have to do. Okay. Yeah, and, I agree. and sometimes it's, I mean, staying in might be the best way to provide for your family. If you have a good plan, 
that plan can also fail. Like you don't. Ninety nine percent of the time, that plan is gonna fail. <laughs> there's something. Yeah, there's you something know? we say in the army. They say all plans fail upon first contact of the enemy. Right. Right. Like, yeah, you you have a plan to go to college. You get out and you realize like. Oh fuck, dude! It's a lot harder to get college done as 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 a twenty eight year old around a bunch of eighteen year olds. Uh huh. You know, just just the emotional fucking part of that alone is tough. Here's the thing, and I, you and I said this in the truck the other day, and it just made me remind re- reminded me of this, and I thought this it just hit me. Um, when you enlisted, when you signed up, you believed in something so much yeah. that you were willing to give your life to go in service for your country that you, you felt that strongly about it. Yeah. Believe in yourself that much when you get out. You believed in being a part of something bigger than you when you got in. Yeah. All the resources, all the training, all the skills, every effort that anybody ever put into you to build you up as a soldier. Yeah. Use that for yourself and now believe in you when you make your plan to get out because no one else is going to fight for you. That's the hardest thing, man. There's a lot. I had an, and just that reminded me of something, man. It's like a guy hits, hits me up and says he might be losing his house because he can't find a job. And can I help him? And I'm like, dude, I, I, I can't help you. I could barely help myself. Right. Like, this is, this, it's a hard time right now. Yeah. But that mentality to reach out and ask for help in that aspect, sometimes I get it. I get the, I guess the desperation of it. But what I also don't get is like, you know what I did? I got a job. I applied at 30, 40, 50 fucking places. I stayed up one night and Chris is like, what are you doing? I was like, look, Chris is coming around. You know, mine's check stopped, uh-huh. right? Straight up, those stopped, maybe residuals later on. But right now doing the accounting, I know there's a gap in funding and it scares the fuck out of me. Right. Maybe a book sells. I got another book coming out here soon that I co-wrote. All these things are maybes, bro. There's no guarantee, right? I can go do some military time, but I'm trying to medically retire. So it's like all these things doesn't make sense. So now I'm in a position I had, I have November and December and January. I have no clue. I have no fucking, gap. I have no answers for, you know, the businesses of, of Legends Whiskey and all this, that's doing decent, but not enough to cover my fucking bills. But those checks aren't rolling in. No, bro. Yeah. You know what? And so I applied for fucking, dude, I know I went, I went to a job interview and, and I'm wearing a, a certain tie and there's a guy that looked right at me like, huh? And I'm like, I know he knew who I was. I was probably like, there's no way this dude's in here right. looking for a job. Like, yeah, dude, I have no ego, man. There's no ego in that. And then, and so getting out of the military, that's what you have to have. You cannot have the fucking ego thinking you're an E5, E6, E7, E3, that you're fucking whatever you've done in Iraq and Afghanistan fucking matter. None of that shit matters in the civilian world. As hard as that is to swallow, and that might be a hard pill to swallow, you start from a scratch here. So you have to apply for every fucking job just to keep the lights on. I, I kept the lights on and I was going to fucking school full time. Not because I wanted to, because I needed the GI Bill money. It was another way of making a check. Uh-huh. That's what I was doing. I was going to school full time as if I did 23 credit hours one year because I was doing uh, my EMT class, Ooh. my fucking fire one and two, fire science classes. And I was doing all this because I'm like, all right, I need this money. And then I need, and, and, and then I started taking a swimming class because like, I need more credits. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm taking all this. It's got a really graceful backstroke, by the way, you guys. That, yeah, I can swim. <laughs> that class ended up paying off of me going to Borstar Academy Selection and swimming there. <laughs> but it's this thing like I'm forever working towards the goal of making sure my kids are good. Right. Whatever the fuck that means. Like the military, they, they took care of me enough. 
out here, it's only me. And so I can't sit and point fingers at like the world's not giving me opportunity. It's like, no, I'm not going out there and getting opportunity. Like Christy knows. I even said like, look, if I have to, I'll take a contract job overseas. I don't give a fuck. Right. There's nothing that's going to stop me from making sure my kids and family are good. But you're the guy on TV. You're Rocco. Yeah. You're Gilly from Mayans MC. You know how many interviews you know? I've had to explain that? They're like, um, can I ask, uh, did you just get killed off the show? I was like, no, but I'm also one of the lowest dudes getting paid because of the fact that I'm one of the newest actors. You right. can't expect a new actor to go out there and make bank. It doesn't work that way. But just because you're on TV doesn't mean you're making 20 million a year, guys. Right. I'm still working towards the goal of becoming a great actor. I'm not nowhere close to that. And so like some people will never understand that, which is fine. But it was, yeah, you know how hard it is to sit in, a, in an interview and someone do that? I'm just like, I've had it. This is three times I've had to explain this today, but right. here we go. That's hard pillow to swallow, dude. It like really is like I told myself like, ah, this sucks. Oh well, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing: like, if you're thinking about getting out, or if you've gotten out and you're thinking, shit, now what? Because something didn't work. Yeah. When you get out, you have to find out whatever that purpose is for yeah. you, whatever your purpose is, and chase it relentlessly. Yeah. And do whatever it takes. Nobody's gonna give anything to you. That's not the American dream. Right. Everything is out there to be taken. That's the everything, everything is out there if you go and do everything down to your last breath to go out and take it. You can have anything in this country. Big point to me, like what I was trying to say is like, it's okay to start at McDonald's. No shame in There's it. no shame in that. It's None. okay to start at Walmart. You might actually find that you like the, the Walmart. You love the fucking, the company, and you want to grow in that company. You might find that. But if you don't, at least you're paying the bills. At Here's least you the keep thing. the lights on. You know what a manager at In-N-Out Burger makes? How much? At a, as a manager at In-N-Out Burger, 80 grand. What? 80 grand to be a manager at In-N-Out Burger. I'm going to go apply for You that know one. what a store manager <laughs> makes at Home Depot? How much? You know, they hire veterans all the time at Home Depot. Right. And you're kicking yourself, oh, I'm just working the fucking paint desk at Home Depot for 12 bucks an hour. But guess what? You get in their management program, they subsidize all your school, you're making $120,000 a year working through your programs as a store manager at Home Depot. That's so just because that's where you are, doesn't mean that's where you're going to have to stay. Yeah. Look into the options. Be, be the best at whatever it is that you're doing and know that good things will come on the other side of hard work. I've always told myself, if I had to get a job at McDonald's, like, that's fine. I'm going to own that motherfucker in two months. That's, right. how I, that's how I do everything. Like, how many, like, how many stories, though, have you seen of somebody yeah. that, like, oh, I started out at 16 working in this McDonald's, and then they become a they, shift supervisor, and then, and they, then they become yeah. yep. a store manager. And then all of a sudden, they've been working there for 20 years, and they own they the own McDonald's. You know how much it costs to open a McDonald's franchise? How, how much? It's a milli. Jeez, oh my. A milli. That motherfucker But guess turn, what? Turn and burn. Six months, it's all revenue. Oh, Six shit. months, it pays for itself revenue, bro. Those are ballpark numbers. I don't yeah. know those numbers specific, but yeah. it's, it's, it's ridiculous like that when you start getting into that level. But you know what it takes to get there? A shitload of hard work. That's what people don't get, man. It's like, that's, that's the, when I get the message, I'm like, man, you, if you understood how frustrating it is to hear these, because I know there's jobs out there that'll hire you. I know there is. And if there's not, there's self jobs. There's Uber, right? Yeah. Like I got a buddy doing Uber and fuck that dude. He, he, it's, it's hard to do it, but fucking do it. Look, go cut grass. Anything. You can, you can buy a lawnmower for $25 
at a pawn shop yep. and throw it in the back of whatever vehicle it is you're driving. Go buy a weed whacker for $30 from a pawn shop. Now you got a lawn mowing business and go knock doors and, and do that. And guess what? In a couple months, you'll have to hire somebody else because you'll have too many lawns to mow. And then in a couple more months, you'll have to hire a crew. And then you have to hire a second crew. And before you know it, you've got a full-blown landscape business, That's it. but you got to put in the work. It's this thing, man, where the way I think of like jobs and work and finances, I think of it in like echelons, right? Like in steps, like I know where I want to go and I know I need the financial backing to get there, but right now this is what I have here. So from here, I'm going to get there right slowly. Like I knew I wanted to become an actor. I didn't just jump straight into Hollywood to get acting. You know what I mean? Like it was, it it was that slow transition of like, well, I'll from, from YouTube, and we did. We produced a movie, which I was like, "All right, I'm already doing it." But that's not the level of what I want to do it at. I hit up my boy and started doing those dads and parks. Right? It was mm-hmm. just kind of like I can start here and really start. And I started as actually when I was in LA doing dads and parks, I was talking to him about, "Hey, I'm interested in doing more improv." He goes, "Yeah, come on down. We can do some improv here." Cool. And I was actually scheduling how to start doing some improv. It was a slow thing. Like it was going to take a ten year plan to get to where I wanted to be. By the good grace of God, I got there a lot sooner than that because of the opportunity with minds. But I always think like that. Like, I know w- what I'm doing now. I get there now. I actually really like the job I'm doing right now. Then I'm like, man, I, w- I would love to see this help grow this company through social media marketing and 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 and, and building their training. I'm excited about that. You know what I mean? So I would like to see that grow. And if I could see that grow, then maybe down the road, this is going to be something I can actually stick with because then I'm home with the family. You know what I mean? Like right. so all these things I always think about, like levels, the bar- the barbershop, when, as we start continuing to trickle in, slowly growing, we're going to be able to get more. So when that thing's bringing in money, I can turn that money into something other business, right? And so right. I, th- I guess I always think in echelons of it. But dude, I used to fucking Uber. I used to fucking sell cars. I've done everything I had to. And so it's like, that's, the kind of mentality you have to have when getting out if the plan you originally set out for didn't work out. Like, it did for me. Look, at I went from freaking working in prison to working Border Patrol. I should have stayed there. I could have stayed there for 20, 30 years and made a good living. I chose to take the harder route and jump out of it again and go and risk everything. Yeah, but you're hard-headed. Hard-headed as fuck. <laughs> hard-headed, as, hard-headed as fuck. <laughs> but I did have a plan and it took it took me two years when getting out to get into the Border Patrol. So it's like, I wanted it and I, and I stayed the course. I stayed out of trouble and it was manageable. You know, so like anyone who's out there in the military and thinking about getting out, it is not the impossible task that everyone wants to make it out to be. If you have, if you have some PTSD issues, you're going to have to get counseling. If you have some, some freaking financial issues, you're going to have to propagate some financial counseling. You can get out and get a job anywhere and get paid 30K a year if you, if you find it. There, there's there's an ability to make 30K a year pretty easy if you get out with military experience. You should be able to find it. You can go that. drive a forklift in a warehouse for 30 grand. Yeah, a year. that's what I'm saying. So like 30 grand a year, you can get, you can get by. And, um, and that's where you should expect to kind of start somewhere around there. Officers, obviously more than that. Officers most likely could probably get a job in the 70, 80, 90 to hundred K a year. But you enlisted, get out, expect to 30 K 40 K that sucks, but it's, it's the truth. If you apply the right way, you could get, you could jump up to 50 K who knows, but no, those are starting points for where you can be. If I get into a business, the first thing I want to do is, and, and I want to end up owning it in my head. I'm like, all right, I'm going to try and grow so fast that now I'm going to be hired in, 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 what do you call it? Um, fucking they're gonna continue to promote me uh-huh. you know what i mean i did that with champ sports when i was a kid i started a part-time so the the highest sales in the district went to full-time highest sales in the district assistant manager of a store boom they gave me my own store 21 years old mm-hmm. 
that's how, that's my mentality is always going to be. I was, I was actually driving the other day thinking like, I don't know if I'll ever be content with anything in life because I want to continue to do more. Right. And I think that that's the mentality though. Like, and when, again, if we look at from the, the, the topic point of getting out, yeah. like what's your purpose? Yeah. What do you love doing? What do you have a passion for? Now figure out and make a plan for how you can make money at that. And make a plan for when you can't make money at that, what are you going to do to support yourself until you can go back to it? And there's a lot of people, and this is something people don't ever talk about, yeah. is a lot of people, you'll never fucking find that purpose. You'll never. There's a lot of people that never find that calling. Yeah. There's a lot of people that never find that passion, and you've just got to work to support yourself. Yeah. There is no shame in doing whatever it takes and working a job for 20 years to provide your family with a life that they can build and improve on. Then, there is no shame yeah. in swinging a hammer for 25 years no. if it provides your family with a, with a life that they can build on. There is no shame in just being a plumber like my dad was yeah. because it provided us with a launch pad to now live a better life. There is absolutely no shame in never figuring your shit out because a lot of people... Don't. Fucking A. Well, that, I, I love that. I love that. I want to end on that one on, on that. Um, you guys getting out, don't be afraid. If you're going to get out, have a plan and be motivated and know that that plan might, not, might fail or it might not go the way you want it to. It might take a 10-year plan. But um, make sure you have that plan and you go towards it. It's doable. It's possible. You all know it's fucking possible. You just have to be self-fucking-motivated to make it happen. I did it. I did it.